everybody. Welcome back to another entry in the Cultural Resets Artist Interview Series. This is Nick Lee. And this is Shay. And with us today, we have Maya. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Hey, guys. It's Maya J. Um, and I'm an actress and singer. And hopefully you've streamed my music on Spotify before. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly, I love your music. Um, yeah, it's so good. Uh, um, so... And now that you introduced yourself, um, we just have like a couple of general questions that we want to ask and just kind of just, just want to hop into it. Um, so where and when did your individual creative journey begin? Well, my individual creative journey kind of started when I was around, I want to say 15, because that's when I became really heavily involved in the music and acting, more so acting first. Um, but then I always knew I wanted to do music. And so that was when I kind of figured out like, okay, I'm gonna make some of these intertwine or these two things intertwine no matter what. And um, it did end up happening. They haven't crossed paths together, um, such as musical style yet, but um, I'm hoping that the acting and music does intertwine because that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's kind of like a big thing in the industry too. Like TV and film are sort of married in a sort of way but for some reason they're very distant from the music industry right. when I think there's actually a lot of creative overlap between the two. That's just my opinion though. Yeah, no, you're absolutely there's, right. There's a lot, there's of, a lot of artists that come from TV. Absolutely. No, like that, that's true. And like, there's so many artists that can do both music and like acting and so many different other mediums, but sometimes they're kind of confined to like this one sort of like industry just because like, it's just, easier and like people always say like oh you can only do one one thing or I've another too many times and i'm like no if i met a manager before that was like okay well choose something i'll be like i'm sorry no i'm not choosing anything i'm gonna mm -hmm. do everything that you know that the vision board is big and you don't have to stick to one corner exactly that's yeah. exactly how we are i know shay can probably tell you too but like i'm the same way so like i do a whole variety of different things like i screenwrite and i I act and I, write, I sing and I songwrite and like I also work on the professional end. Like there's just a lot of stuff and like that's the biggest thing about this industry. Like you should not be confined to this one box. And I think that we're kind of headed into this kind of era like where like young people like us, like we're kind of like reinventing the rules of the industry in a way. Do you feel like you are kind of reinventing the rules? You're trying to reinvent the rules? Oh, I talk about that daily. And this is interesting because I feel like as the, as the industry progresses, ten years ago, indie artists weren't as much of a thing as they are now. I mean, indie artists you see indie artists left and right, but do you see indie artists that are also co-producing or also writing or also having their own label and doing things that an A and R at Def Jam would do, but also on a smaller scale because they're indie. You know, I feel like I wear so many hats right now. I'm mm -hmm. wearing. The, the producer hat, the director hat, the video producer hat, the songwriter, actor, of course, and then managerial sometimes, and, and all these different jobs sometimes. I'm just like, hold on. But then I remember why I love, why I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing, and why, why it's important to keep making the art, even though it's harder for me right now. <laughs> Um, I think that I think it's worth it, and I can't really stop the twisted thing. I guess sadistic 
hurt myself kind of thing. But no, I love it. <laughs> There's a lot of creatives. And I feel like if you have the creative mindset, you can dip your toes into many different mediums. You know, if yeah. you're you can also be in music. If you're a painter, you can also be a musician. You can also be a drawer, a sculptor. There's many different uh, mediums out there. And if you are creative, you're probably very curious about these other mediums and want to know more about them and be like, hey, maybe I'm really good at that. I just want to do all the things. I Personally, I'm an all the things type of person. I just want to do all the things. Yes, I mean, I was like that too. Even when I was younger, I went to an art school and I was a music major. I played violin and I was in orchestra, but the theater classes were like right there. And I would always be like, oh my God, I want to, I kind of want to be in there. But I was always like, oh, maybe we've been here for so long. I don't know if I can really do that. But then I discovered that I, that I could and I, I'm happy to be here. Being multifaceted. I'm curious about your your creative process. When you when you are writing a song, do you sit down and write the song, or is it something over time, or or how do you approach that? Well, it really it really depends. Okay, so I, for example, there was the song that I did for um, Freeform back in 2018 19. Um, they. I, they called me and asked me and said, I love your music. Can you write us a song? And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, I did that one in two hours. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write the best song that I ever have right now. I feel like it's mindset, a mindset sort of thing. And that was very exciting because I just, it poured out when I was inspired. And then um, one song that I was like, I love this melody, but I don't have any words for it. it took me a year to finish, um, like completely finish. But the melody was done. I just needed words. Um, I've had the opposite thing happen where it took me a week to finish. So I really can't pinpoint an actual formula that I've used. It just, you know, I'm a spicy Pisces. It just, it just <laughs> out. The water just, it's whatever. I'm a fish. I go where my current flows. And if it's flowing one day, it is. If it's not another day, hey, I watch Netflix and um, study some scripts and hey, just hope tomorrow's better oh lord you're such a free spirit i love that truly well do you have do you feel like you have like a mission with your art be it in acting be it in like being a like a singer and a songwriter like you know do you, is there some sort of sort of mission in what you do um i feel like really the mission is quite simple to me the mission is really just creating art that people can feel to and, and that's very important. All of my life I've said, gosh, what would the world be without entertainment? What would it be without music? And how can I make sure this continues forever? Um, and for me, that was someplace where I always knew I should be because I don't see how people, whenever I'm sad, where do I go? I need to listen to music. I need to make music. Whenever I'm happy, I'm like, gosh, you gotta crank up, call me maybe. And you gotta, you gotta jam to it. Like there's gotta be something that you're creating for people and not just for people, for yourself. And if you can share that, I think sharing art is one of the greatest gifts in the world. Wow, that's a beautiful answer, truly. Like just kind of connecting everybody, like making sure that everybody can yeah. kind of feel what you're feeling and also kind of feel within themselves. Right. And it's, oh. it's so special because when you go to the movies, everyone's so happy. Gosh, we haven't done that in a while, but that's a separate story. <laughs> when when you're at a movies or at the movies or a concert, you really 
you're the person next to you, they could be completely different from you, but you're connected because you're both enjoying the art that's there. And people don't even recognize it sometimes. They think they take it for granted, but those people that you see in that movie, they work so hard. Kerry Washington works so hard. Justin Bieber works so hard, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and, but, but it also is like, it's a creative thing. I'm sharing this with you and I hope that you love it because that's what's going to keep us together. Yeah. That same connection happens at live concerts. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. You may, you know, you don't know anybody's names. You might not even speak the same language, but you're there experiencing the same thing as everybody else. And you're there for a good reason. You know, you're there because you want to be. And right. I think that that's like, you know, the peak of joy for, for people is just being able to be around other people also having joy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Speaking of working hard, like, and on your art form, how would you kind of describe your sound, like, with the music that you create? Okay, well, my sound, again, it is so hard to ever describe this to someone because I always feel like when I'm when I'm making a record, I want to go for a certain sound, or I say, okay, for this record, I want to do this. By the end, it's, like, completely, like, a different thing. It's such a fusion that I can't put it into a box at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe that's who I am, and maybe that's what I'm always going to be in music. It's something different. Uh, I I grew up with a lot of good influences that range from like Charday all the way down to Rihanna, and then having having my teeny bop era where I was really you know obsessed with. Miley Cyrus when I was a, a young kid. So yes. <laughs> all of that influenced every single thing that I that I like now. Mm-hmm. And I like a lot of wide ranging music. Um, I feel like this my music tends to sound a little more R and B and or a little more indie R and B jazz pop that's slower. And even when I'm trying to be up tempo, I'm always mid tempo. Irony of irony, when I was little, I hated piano ballads and slow songs, and they would make me sad and want to cry and be like, don't play that. But that's like the majority of my catalog is softer songs that are, you know, just kind of wavy, sultry, smooth. Yeah. And that's just that's just what it came to be. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely on a chiller playlist, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one part that I think will help reset the music industry is removing the labels of genre, you know, taking yourself out of the box. You don't have to choose just one, you know, it can be a, a, a palette full of many different tastes of many different genres. Right, that part, that's very important because even when you hear artists like Kelsey Ballerini, you're like, oh, this is so mm-hmm. good. Um, but it's not like, you don't wanna say, okay, this is country, eh. Well, no, it's, it's got a little country influence, but it's, it's R&B, it's jazz. Country and R&B are so close together that a lot of people, you know, I almost, I'm like, what separates country and R&B besides a banjo? Like, I mean, sometimes you'll hear different things. All of this is intertwined. And I think if we do take away that um, that box of genre, I think a lot of people are going to be more open to hearing different types of music. I want to call you a resetter, by the way. I think that you yourself are a cultural resetter because you are not prescribing yourself to a label and you're like, I don't, you know, like I'm a Pisces, I, I'm over here, but I'm also <laughs> over there and I want to do this and I want to do that. And that makes you like 
such a creative. It's, it's so, it's beautiful. That's what makes the best artists also, like quiet as it's kept, like artists that can, that are able to take from all these different eras and, and, and like of like of music and just artistic expression to using like their visuals and their songs and the lyrics, and like the music production. Like, I think that that is really what sets like, you know, good artists and great artists apart, you know? So I, I love the fact that you're capable of, of doing that. I, I honestly love that because so so much in my life I've always been kind of told to focus, you mm -hmm. know, stay on a path, stay on some kind of just focus, zero in on something. And mm -hmm. I've always been kind of bouncing from here to here, bouncing within my, you know, scope of music and, and art creation. I've always been bouncing and that's just who I am. And mm -hmm. to hear you guys say like that is meaningful, that's definitely cool because there's so much of the unfocused and people like, oh, you gotta just zero in on that. Be patient, be this, don't only be one thing, but that is, those days are gone. That's, you don't have to do that. Absolutely. So to also go into like some of the new projects that you have dropping too, I wanted to talk about your recent single, Unconditionally. Um, uh, yeah. Unconditional excuse me, and I, I listened to it and I really, really loved it. And it is kind of like that, like slow ballad type of song that you were talking about. <laughs> and I don't, for me, I love those songs. I just, even as, as a child, I would binge those songs. Like Adele, when I was little, always, always on repeat. Um, um, but, you know, I really got the same type of vibe from Unconditional. Like a lot of your music I feel is really you know, sweet, and I feel like it's kind of sultry, and it's kind of like, it's, I'll describe it like this, like a lover whispering in your ear, and that's really the vibe that I get from Unconditional. So can you speak about your process for creating that song specifically? Okay, well, um, Unconditional, actually, I, 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 I like the way that, first of all, I'll talk about it lyrically. Lyrically, I wrote it kind of about it started off being about only me and then it was about it turned into this thing that could be about multiple people that I've seen and stories that I've looked at even in pop culture mm. um, it's just it could be having two perspectives in the song and some some have told me like oh my god what is this about and I'm like it's just you know I'm ambiguous with that I don't say like oh my god my song's about the but it's that's where it came from. It's just a loving, it's it's a loving ballad about unconditional love. And I think we don't have enough of that. We have a lot of kind of like what I like to call kiss off songs. And um, so I just want to bring some of the love back. With the music, honestly, it took a long time because it's a very unorthodox song. Mm -hmm. um, and I somehow I'm not very that good at following mainstream formula. I just do what I do. I don't try to fit into anything. So it kind of was like, how do we make this right, but without taking away the real essence of what it is. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my producer, he really, he really worked it out um, with me. And there was a lot of me kind of pull out exactly what I wanted. And I'm a nitpicker. And I'm okay with that because I wanted it a certain way, and I think that it, I think that it came. Um, but yeah, with singing, I just, I just sing, and I'm loving that you think it's a lover's whisper. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna save that in my head forever. No, please, because like I mean, I don't know. Like I can 
really just kind of hear you, you know? I mean, that's a, such a really vague way to say that, but, like, I really can, like, hear what you were trying to say. And, like, I love, too, that you talked about the fact that when you write your songs, like, you kind of make it a little bit, like, you draw from your own experience, like, yourself, but you also kind of imagine what it's like to be in a couple of other, like, positions that the song could possibly relate to. So, like, you're, you're working with, like, expressing yourself, but then you're also kind of like, hmm, I wonder how this person would feel like in this particular situation, like I'm going to put myself in somebody else's shoes and like write a little bit about their story so they can feel it too. I think that that's very interesting um, just because usually when you talk to artists, like it's kind of like about either, you know, designing a song that's specifically for somebody else or designing something that is specifically for them. But you kind of like make it more like well-rounded you're thinking like how would this person over here feel this particular person feel if they were in the situation that i'm writing about i think that's bomb <laughs> i think that also plays into your song hurricane because i liked that one that one was low-key badass ah thank you yeah i hurricane was really really 100 percent me like in my heart that's mm -hmm. what i felt and i really did you know i really did grow up in the tropics so i'm <laughs> uh, so you really experienced that storm yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> and figuratively figuratively and literally you know um yeah that was a fun one to make and really that one was harder to make because even as an indie artist i thought i had people were starting to get sick and drop like flies that was the beginning of the pandemic and so many people it just went from it went from engineer to engineer to engineer and i was just like i don't know where i'm what I'm doing. Um, I, I don't even know where this is going to go, but I hope it sounds good. And then I finally got it finished <sighs> by the grace of God. And um, yeah, we finally got it out and it was, it was good. Some art takes a lot out of you. It takes a yeah. lot of energy to, to produce something like that. So in your experience producing these songs, you said that you bounced around from engineer to engineer. What has your experience been like in the music industry? Well, my experience um, in the music industry in general, I kind of want to say that my experience navigating it has sort of been a little bit like the movie Castaway. <laughs> like I had some cool moments, fun moments. Um, yeah, mostly me screaming at the sky. Um, but but honestly, the, the business sometimes can take over um, but again, this this is me having to remind myself why I'm doing it and why I love it because music and art sharing is important and the business side is very hard, especially when you're on when you're the captain and the crew. Basically, um, mm -hmm. it's it gets a little bit fuzzy because you're doing so much of the work, you know, alone. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I just I have to find I have to find a producer. I have. Even today, I have like so many things that I'm doing regarding the next record that, um, but I, I say it's all worth it. It really is. So what does like a day in the life of Maya J look like? Like given like the fact that you have all this stuff going on, you're kind of like running yourself as a business. What is that like? Well, um, it's a lot of kind of I wouldn't say it's as organized as people think it is because this business is so sporadic that one day you can be getting like 
thousand emails and you have to reply like that, like that, like that, set up lyrics, set up um, meetings and set up all of that stuff. And then the next day it'll be much slower and you can focus more on the art only, forget the business, songwriting, you know, um, meditation, um, any number of things, you know, violin practice, all of that stuff that goes into making sure your art stays top notch and you stay top notch. Um, so the days are kind of, and, and now the quarantine days are like stuck in the walls. <laughs> I, leave. I just want to hug people and be like, yes, we're in faces and we're not going to die from this virus. But um, yeah, like a day is pretty much a lot of, there's a lot of work involved, but there could be hours where it's slow and then hours where there's so much to do where you don't even know where to, how to breathe. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a very crazy business, but hey, I live. Mm -hmm. And like the final product is something that you love. Yeah. You're passionate about it. You have yeah. to, no matter how much you have to fight for it, because I know that when um, producers that you're working with aren't making a million dollars off of you, like they would be making off of Justin Bieber, um, mm -hmm. it's, they tend to people's motivation, I notice is, you know, money and power. And my motivation is just music. And I'm starting to work with more people that align with those values because it's really difficult to just have money as a motivator. If that's the motivator, then let you're wrong. You're completely wrong and you might as well stop. Um, yeah. I find it, I find it important to make sure that people you work with line up with those values. There is a very corporate side of the music industry. And then there is the very creative side of the music industry, you know, for a long, long time, especially like, you know, kicking off in the nineties, I think, and maybe even before that, the music industry was all about like, okay, how can we profit from this? How can we make this uh, a, a product of the corporate world? How can we really make this an industry? But basically, I think that it's coming back around to the point where the power is back into the artist's hands. And you don't necessarily need to be uh, Justin Bieber in order to be happy with your art, you know? As long as you have a dedicated following and you are very happy with your art, that's enough. Yeah. I find that sometimes I, I, the balance between the label versus artist, and I, I completely understand, but since I wear both hats, truthfully, I really see both sides of the issue. And I see that artists need that creative control. It's your art. It's you're an artist. Like I understand that first. And then I also understand a label because, you know, an artist, as much as they are a talent, they are out on stage. They are the ones that are pushing and making everyone the money because of the stardom and the fame and the not the fame. Sorry, didn't mean to say that. I meant the the fans that are giving them the platform. It's it really is a joint effort though, because the label, even in, in Taylor Swift's case, in, in Rihanna's case, in Kanye's case, they're not doing all of that, that administrative work alone. You know, they're having people that are promoting the music, they're buying billboards, they're setting up Jimmy Fallon, they're setting up all the PR, the articles, the blogs, they are um, outside getting, you know, they're making the music in the studio costing millions of dollars 
for an album. And that is how they're getting what they're getting. So the label does deserve something in that case, you know. Um, I do believe that the labels do deserve um, cuts, and I do believe the artist deserves the control. So I'm on. I'm. I'm not saying like, oh, they should own their masters, and that's it. Well, unless you make the masters, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, because I, I just, I, I'm financing everything, and mm -hmm. um, I'm doing everything. So of course, like, I would never give away my masters, but. Um, Definitely, if another label came into the picture and we had a joint effort, it would definitely go around the table because you're not the only person that it took to make it. So we all have to support each other. It's a joint team. I love that you have both perspectives, and I think that that's also important. And you're right. Uh, it does take a whole team. It does take both sides in order to actually be able to produce and master something. Right. So how do you make sure the people that you work with al align with your morals? Well... Let's just say that I've had some very, very tough experiences that have um, ended negatively because you really don't know before you start working with someone. Two meetings can't tell you and a contract can't tell you if someone's going to be honest or um, if someone's morals are where you are, you would like them to be. So um, yeah, I mean, I've lost, I've lost money. I've lost um, things, I've lost songs. Um, there are records that didn't come out. There are producers that did some bad things but um at the end of the day you can't let those people make the whole industry a bad place and i'm not i'm not going to do that you know um i'm about honesty and i think that exudes and i think if you find someone who's about honesty keep them mm -hmm. um, hold them close because that is more rare than you would think wow that's a really sound advice and that kind of goes into the question i was going to ask you too um, you know, since we're coming up on Black History Month and um, like we, we really want to kind of highlight the experiences that black creatives have navigating the industry. What has it been like for you as a black woman working in this industry? Has there ever been any setbacks that you face specifically because of your identity? Um, I would, I don't mean for this to come off as offensive to anyone else, but I honestly feel like I've suffered more as a female than a than a black woman i think mm -hmm. as in the music industry and that's just my experience i'm not saying that other people don't have that experience mm -hmm. but i think being i think being a woman has honestly stomped on me a little bit more and i only say that because a lot of producers are predominantly male and it's just where i happen to be um but i do understand that being being a minority or you know someone of color it's definitely hard especially when you might sound different than the typical woman of color or the typical person of color if you sound different a lot of people start looking at you a sort of way or um and i think that's something that's a problem that we should tackle more in general i think people should accept the differences because everyone's really, I, I didn't understand the me the true meaning of everyone's different when I was little. I totally understand it now. Everyone's different, no matter what your, your, your identity or your color or your, or your way or where you're from, you're still you and everyone should be judged as an individual instead of you should fit into this box. Why do you sound that way? Because aren't you blank, you know, shouldn't be much like that. 
No, and I, I have to bring up Shay. I have to bring up Shayna. Because we talked to another artist named Shayna, who is um, African-American Syrian, who's also kind of, um, she's actually more of a pop artist, and she's found herself navigating this industry. And all the time, you know, producers and people on the music business side try to pit her, um, or try to, I guess, fit her into this box of, like, Beyonce and Rihanna. So, like, when, they, when she comes to them, it's just like, well, why don't you perform like Beyonce? Why don't you perform like Rihanna? You know, I don't, I don't your sound confuses me based on your appearance. You know, what is that? So that's definitely something that we, we, we talked about with her. And it, it seems like it's a really prevalent issue. Yeah, it's all yeah. too prevalent. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, she was saying that she had some labels that would have signed her if she was willing to change her sound and do R&B. And she said no, because she wanted to stick with the integrity of her own art. Yeah, I feel like everyone understands that box and or every label understands that in our society there is a box mm -hmm. and they put someone in it because at the end of the day it's about getting record sales and making money i i get that but i still think that in order to break those barriers we're going to have to someone's gonna have to be the first one to not make a splash but make a splash in that way you know there can mm -hmm. be a black carly ray jepson and there can be a white, well, I mean, we already have that with like <laughs> the artists, but like, I mean, there can be that. And so I don't see why I would buy it. I mean, I don't care how you are. I mean, Rihanna's got pop and R&B singles. Mm -hmm. um, and even when people say, oh, you're different or you, you, I didn't think your music would sound like that. I think everyone can judge each other as an individual and stop trying the box thing because yeah i mean that artist i i definitely feel bad that that's what people are doing because i know i know that they want that thing that's the reason why you know they said about the whole justin bieber um thing where he wanted they wanted him to grow his hair because originally he had it shaved i believe mm -hmm. and they were like you gotta grow your hair because little girls have to be like oh my god justin. you know that's the brand that you have to fit into so everyone's trying to fit into a brand, but now as we start to be more indie and evolve, and as the business keeps counting on mostly streaming, um, I think people can make what they want, and as long as people like it, even if it's lo-fi, even if it's even if it's made in a bedroom, um, you can succeed because if it sounds good and if it's true, if it sounds good means it comes from here, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we can. You can do more now than you could ever before. So those barriers are breaking. We're we're tearing them out. I have a question about your, the music you listen to. Mm -hmm. How, first of all, what music did you grow up on, and how do you find new music now? Interesting. Okay, so I mostly find new music. Um, one of two. The top two ways that I discover new music are on a TV or film. And that's why that is so, I'm like, that is important to me if people hear my music on TV, um, because that is a big way right now, especially now um, with all the TV that's on our computers, Netflix, Hulu, all of that. Um, the second way that I find out about music is Apple Music. I mean, I'm on there all the time. Playlists. I should say playlists more specifically, because on Spotify and Apple Music, if you're hearing a playlist um, and something comes up, 
you don't even need to Shazam it, it's right there. And then I add it to my library and that's how I have permanent jams. Otherwise it's, you know, the course, the people that I follow, you know, um, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Miley Cyrus, you, you would know when they release something because they're the superstars. <laughs> and what music did you grow up listening to? Um, for me, I started out, my first thing that I really started hearing was Britney Spears. I was like a baby, baby. And then I kept listening, mostly pop, whatever was like, really popular. But then I'd be in the backseat and while my parents were driving, it would be Chade or like, you know, People Bryson, things like that. The R&B powerhouses, Whitney Houston. Um, and then on my side was like, okay, we're gonna go Britney Spears. We're gonna go Rihanna. I've been listening to her since I was like single digit. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I listened to so much. And then when I was a little bit older, I started getting into rap with Nicki Minaj and um, Drake. And then, you know, I, I even dabbled in country. I like Carrie Underwood and Taylor Swift and all of this. So I'm very, very eclectic and I love I love music in general. And I think a melody is a melody. Um, it's all art. And if you like it, you like it. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> I love that answer. This is kind of like a fun question that's kind of a shoot off of that one. What is, what's your favorite song that you just recently discovered? Okay, Prisoner. I, I just, Prisoner, because I'm like, Prisoner, Prisoner, laugh. Like, I love that song so much. And it's crazy because I think I play it a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so addicting. I mean, that's just one of many songs that I'm into right now. Right. Since it's like the one of the newer ones, I was like, gosh, I, that's the first thing that popped into my head because I just jammed to it. Like, last night, I was like, screaming Prisoner. It's something you can't not pop to. Yes, that's so what it's like when you first discover a song that you really like. You just play it over and over and over and over again on blast. I know I'm guilty of that. <laughs> like the neighbors are just like, hey, um, can you please? Are you, did you go crazy? Are you okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that's, that's a really good song. It's a nice pick. <laughs> I completely agree with that one. Um, so... I guess, you know, to kind of wrap things up, essentially, what advice would you give to aspiring creatives looking to break into the music industry? You know, this question is tricky because, okay, here's the thing. There's no model or, and there's no, al there's no real algorithm except for the fact that there are 1,000 algorithms. <laughs> like, there, there's no math equation, no geometric system. There's nothing that's going to add rhyme or reason to this industry in particular, especially it, it's kind of like nailing jello to a wall. I will say, I will say that in this, I do believe in, I believe in God or whatever higher power you believe in. I think that that is ultimately in charge of your career. Um, I do believe you have to do your part, of course, but I think that this is a lot of timing. It's a lot of, it's a lot of being in the right place at the right time. And mm -hmm. I think that if you listen to your heart and as long as you're honest, honesty is what people should take from anything that they're trying to do, even a creative. 
be honest. Don't steal. Don't steal people's intellectual property or property, trademarks, things like that. Don't don't steal because that's just that's just not right. And if you see someone else, you know, obtain something, you 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 honor that in in whatever it is. And I think I think that we should all be kind because if you're not then you're it's gonna the word's gonna travel back and that sounds that sounds super cliche and oh my god that's boring be kind but no we've seen what kind what lack of kindness does to people we've seen it and i think now we can take from that and make sure that whatever you say is welcoming Mm. and that's what it needs to be Mm. that's beautiful (laughs) i have a question you might not have an answer to what what do you think is needed to reset the industry or or what have you seen that works with improving the industry i think i think what could possibly help the industry we okay i know we're in an oversaturated market but I believe the market is oversaturated because people, a lot of people are in this for the wrong reasons. And I truly believe that a lot of people go, oh my God, I want to see my face on iTunes. Or I want to see my face. Oh my God, I don't know why I'm doing that voice. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see myself, my name, and like a lot of people crave fame more than they crave art. And I think that needs to be the opposite because yeah i just think it needs to be the opposite there's nothing wrong with wanting you know with wanting to be in the spotlight i mean people are that way that that's fine i'm never against that um but i think i think people need need to really vote zero in on the art portion because that's what this is and entertaining you have to really want to story tell as an actor i want to story tell i i like film i'm interested in that like i i genuinely i know some musicians who don't care about music, don't know anything about music. All they want to do is have songs on iTunes, which I have no idea why that's the goal. I truly don't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's like what that's the goal for them. I, I don't know. Weird. I can't even give you an explanation, but it's, I know it for a fact because I just know. Hmm. That's yeah. very strange. Yeah. Yes. So what you said, we should try and um, I I wish that there was a way to fix it. But I do think oversaturation is a big part of this industry's issue. I do think it because the true artists aren't being able to shine because there's a lot of tomfoolery happening. Um, Yeah. But but also, I do believe that the reality show culture that we've had over the past 20 years, I want to say, I think that's contributed to a lot of, oh, I don't need to do any talent or I don't need to do any art. I can just scream and, and someone will follow me with a camera or I can just be interesting to people, the social media, the influencers. I mean, and I'm not dissing influencers at all. I mean, um, there's some really great you know influencers and YouTubers and that's what that is. And it's a different entertainment medium. Some actors have gone to YouTube. So that's not what I'm saying. I just think that there's some oversaturation in coming from people that don't really love art it's just mm. i want to be popular you know 
Yeah, and I, I just to add to that, I think that that's a really interesting issue that you bring up, like how in this era we've all kind of found a way to like monetize our existence, right. just our existence. Like we, there's no like effort that needs to be put into it. It's just like you know, if I, you know, scream and holler, I can get somebody interested in me. I can get followers, and then I can maybe make money off of that. Right. You know, and that's easy. But there's not really as much of a focus on like, you know, am I actually creating something of value for somebody, like some audience that I have, be it in entertainment or be it in whatever other field. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've had people tell me, like other people outside of, um, not even, well, yeah, somewhat outside of the music industry, tell me that, and inside the music industry, tell me that I don't want success because I'm not doing something crazy you know um sometimes sometimes that's what people believe that it takes is doing something crazy instead of having just just focusing on the music and one day the music or the acting or that movie that you're in will take you there because because that's what the art is but I will only want to rely on art um I would never want to do anything crazy purposely if it happens hey sometimes you get a little fed up with life, but no, I don't want anything, you know, crazy to happen. I just want my art to be loved and I, I want to share it. That's all. Yeah. And I think that speaks a lot to your integrity. I don't even just as an artist, but as a human being, do it the honest way. I love that. Generally talented, generally kind. And really, I think you have your moral compass going in the right direction. I'm I'm so glad we got to talk to you. I mean, you are very talented across the board. You already knew that. I don't need to tell you that, but you. I just wanted to say that, I mean, the fact that you have so many different skills and you are applying yourself into all of them is really, you know, it's, it's inspiring. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Oh my God, you guys didn't ask me about trouble at all. My new single coming out next oh, week. Oh yeah, tell us about yes, it. What's please going tell on? us. <laughs> Okay, well, Trouble is coming out on January 29th. I'm, oh, it's one of the records I'm really excited for it to come out because it's a little bit different from what I've done, um, mm -hmm. but it still keeps true to its sultry and mid-tempo and slower feel that's, um, it, it kind of is half fast and half slow. And it's really exciting to actually do something that's a little more boppy that I think someone has a hookie. It's a hooky mm -hmm. feel. And I don't want to say too much about the lyric content. As I, I was going to ask. <laughs> feel it out. Is it good trouble or bad trouble? Or me being trouble or a guy being trouble? Or is it a mm, mystery? <laughs> so that's, that's coming out January 29th. Yes. That is less than two weeks away. Absolutely. I hope everybody listening right now goes and streams that. Because yeah. I know I am. And I'm, you can pre-save right now. The pre-save link is um, in my stories on Instagram. So anyone can just go pre-save. You know yes guys check it out check it out we'll definitely add it to our playlist series too is there anything else that we missed that you want to uh shout out real quick um no but i'm glad we got to talk about trouble because i almost forgot <laughs> <laughs> i really do hope everyone likes that one because i'm excited and I, I hope you guys tell me yeah tell me how you feel about it <laughs> yeah we'll reach out to you for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely well, thank you so much again for hopping on the call with us. I know we said this like 18,000 times, but like, thank you so much. Like we do appreciate it because it's always great to hear, you know, another perspective of how this industry works and also get a chance to, you know, give an artist an opportunity to promote their, themselves and their music as well. So um, 
I had a wonderful time with this interview. Shay, I know you had a wonderful time with this interview. I had a great time. This was a fun one, though. <laughs> Thank you. I apologize again for my dog. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we yeah. love your dog. Yeah, I mean, seriously, a lot of interviews don't. Oh, this is off the record, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of interviews are not like super exciting, like you. Like yeah, you we really want to tell this story. Yeah, like, really intimate. That's like our thing. Yeah. If you know of any artists, other artists that would like to sit down and have these intimate conversations with us, like we are always looking to promote POC and or LGBTQ plus artists. So, um, yeah, we really love this opportunity to just like sit down and, and talk, just talk. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I will. I'm going to actually, since we're still recording, since we're going to kind of cut that and keep it off the record, um, I do want to like have the audio for like the ending. Right. with the outro um well thank you very very much my effort for talking with us and thank you much so much to everybody who was listening um tune in next week for a, another entry into the cultural reset artist interview series bye everyone bye, bye. thank you maya day bye <laughs>